Pulp MX Network Production. Welcome to the Fly Racing Steve Mathis Show presented by Maxis Tires, Renthal, Motosport.com, and Kuba Links on RacerXOnline.com. With your continuing gracious support of our sponsors, we're thriving at over 1,800 podcasts delivered with over 20 million downloads. Click the Amazon banner on Pulp MX to help us out. Donate via Patreon if it suits you. And as always, enrich your moto lifestyle by working with the sponsors who support us. The original Moto Podcast, featuring legends of the past, stars of today, season previews, race reviews, introspection, opinion, facts, and laughs. Here's the voice bringing it all to you, Steve Mathis. Welcome, everybody, to the Fly Racing Racer X podcast with Buddy Antones. Buddy, mini cycle legend, great pro career, now a great riding coach and a team manager as well. For the Bar X guys, we'll talk to Budman about a bunch of stuff. So thanks for listening. Thank you for supporting Pulp MX. Go through the banner on, on pulpmx.com to go to motorsport.com to help us out as well for that. And uh, also, thank you to the folks at Fly Racing. Of course, the guys at Fly Racing USA supporting this show and many other things. They've got the exciting 2024 stuff either out or coming out, depending on when this comes out and depending on when you listen to it. So flyracing.com for more information on that. The Formula Helmet has been redone. There's been an added touch to that, so stay tuned. Again, maybe that's out by now. Uh, flyracing.com, man, RJ Hampshire, Chance Hymas, Justin Brayton still in the mix, uh, all those guys wearing Fly Racing. And uh, I love the Kinetic Mesh stuff. It is hot as balls here in Vegas. And so the Kinetic Mesh is what I've been wearing lately while I've been riding. And I swear, I've been riding a little bit. So thank you to the folks at Fly Racing. And also, when it comes to uh, Buddy Antonez, he probably, well, for sure, I can think of three years where he used uh, Renthal products. Renthal bars, sprockets, chains. Thank you to Renthal made over there in the UK, whether it's a 7 8 bar, twin wall bar. Remember the twin wall? And remember how much that blew people's minds when it come out? came out? Fat Bar, Fat Bar 36. Uh, please check out Renthal, Renthal.com for more information on that. Really informative website as well. So please check that out. And chances are you know the quality of Renthal. And uh, also, if you get the soft Renthal grips, half-half, that's my choice, don't use too much contact cleaner when you put them on. You'll thank me later. Also, thank you to Maxis Tire, shop.maxis.com for more information. Intermediate to hard and soft to intermediate tires are available now. Paddle Tire as well, maxis.com. A gift from the Moto Science Nerds to you people and support them, whether it's mountain bike tires, electric truck tires, trailer tires, or dirt bike tires that guys like uh, uh, Jace Kessler, Jeremy McGrath, Alex Ray, when he used to race, uh, all ran. Maxis.com for more information. We'll tell you more about Kobo Links and Motorsport.com later on. But thank you for listening to the podcast. Thanks for all the feedback. Uh, really appreciate it. We, uh, Budman and I had done a longer podcast years ago. So if you want to dig that up, just search, uh, you know, Racer X podcast, Buddy Antonez, and get his true career backstory where we get into, you know, all of his stuff, uh, racing career. This one's more of a, yeah, touching on some different topics. So thanks for listening. Appreciate it. Here's Budman. All right. Now, as promised on the Fly Racing Racer X podcast, a, a good friend of mine and an arena cross legend, factory Suzuki rider, pro circuit rider, turned team manager slash coach, Buddy Antonez. What's up, Budman? How are you? 
Oh, man, I'm doing great. Just uh, up running around early this morning and uh, look forward to talking to you. Been uh, This has been a week in the making. So, yeah, yeah, we've uh, been trying to connect. <laughs> yeah, glad to be on board. No problem, man. I, I missed you at Glen Helen last week, though. Oh, dude, I, I got to get Kiefer's on me all the time. I just, dude, I got to get up so early, drive two and a half hours. Yeah, oh, it's, it's, I a know, it's, it's, it's a whole thing. Um, it is a thing. But I did see, I did see pretty rad last Thursday, uh, a little Kiefer on it right in the afternoon when it's yep, rough and yep. he actually walked away from dad pretty good mm. ah, i like to hear that uh, that's really good am- <laughs> ammunition for me um i know that's a really ongoing kind of uh thing i, I i've seen uh i've seen chris uh run away from aiden and then uh aiden's been putting in the work lately yeah. you can see and you know it was cool it's i was good. cheering yeah. them both on the problem I was, I, given, ha- uh, I was giving Chris the old windmill, but he nice. didn't go any faster. He didn't go any faster. <laughs> it, than it, it didn't work. Some coach you are, <laughs> bud, man. Yeah. Um, yeah, the problem, too, is I don't always enjoy going down there in when the motocross season is on because, you know, I'm not. I'm a slow vet rider, and there's dudes doing, you know, revving me every corner and yelling, and I, I just I don't like that either. So Yeah, this you know. time of year, this time of year, yeah. uh, for sure. And, and I don't understand the rev. Yeah. Like, they're going faster. You can hear them, right? Yep. So you know they're coming, mm-hmm. and uh, you don't want to mess them up. And because they rev, it almost yeah pisses you off or wants, makes you want well, to mess them up. The way I look at it, it's like, hey, man, go around me. Like you're so yeah. fast that just take a different line. Do you? Yeah. Are you really? You know, you're 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 doing stopwatch nationals at Glen Helen with quads what? and sixty riders <laughs> and everything else. Like you're really that intent on doing it? You know? But yeah, um, I agree. And and then it's the fact of like, if you don't want any guys. Rent a track or yeah. buy a track. Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely, right. It, it's it's insane. <laughs> so I'm with you, right? Thank I'm you, I you. appreciate it. Um, yeah. When's the last time you rode? Uh, so, <laughs> I've been a part of the revs here lately. Um, I've been been in, in uh, the last four weeks and uh, doing some testing with, on our uh, Toyota Redlands Bar X Suzuki oh, okay. uh, bike. So, um, yeah, it's crazy. You know, I just I wanted to kind of kind of you know take all the information that i've been gathering from the riders and mm-hmm. i wanted to just just see you know and and i got bike and you know all my old testing fills came right back up and i could yeah. feel what they were what they were talking about and um was able to at first work with uh dave cruz and uh made a shock that was a bit better that that schwartz ran at um uh, mount morris and mm-hmm. got a ninth on and then um now we have todd brown there and uh, oh, I didn't Todd's know. When, when did Todd? When did that happen? I knew Todd he... happened um, after Mount Morris. Oh, okay. I knew he left WP yeah. a while ago, but yeah. Oh, that's yeah. good. Yeah. Yeah. So then, with him, he finally he brought out a whole new setup and just everything. I mean, it it it's the bike feels amazing. That that bike, that Suzuki two fifty, it goes and it and you know they've always been known for their turning and it, and yeah. it still turns amazing. And now it, it's handling really good, and um, I expect good things on the back half of this summer. Are you one of those X riders that um, is totally okay with not being as good as you used to be? And because you, your your mind still knows what to do, but you know your body can't quite do it. Are you okay with that, or are you one of those X racers that is super frustrated that you can't do what you know you need to do, but you can't? Yeah, no, I'm not that way because I know when I got there, my mission is just to feel the bike. Okay, yeah. And uh, and I bring Bradley Taft out to kind of ride it at speed, whatever I'm feeling, you know, mm-hmm. to make sure, you yep. know. Yep. Uh, so you've you're, you've so, let it go, like you're fine. I, 
I let it go. Other than the refs, the refs kind of <laughs> make me mad, you know. Right, um, right. But it's funny. Uh, um, Todd put on a setting there uh, last week for Southwick, and I'm going, and all of a sudden, I'm like, "Holy crap! I'm going too fast. I better slow down." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know. And the the yeah. bike felt really good, and I was able to do a few more laps. And uh, yeah, it's it's kind of cool that process, you know. Yeah. And, and the weird thing with the testing side of it is like you know, same thing, like you get out there and you can feel it pretty quick and know, and, you know, just have been around both sides of it. It's even helped me even be a little bit more knowledgeable and, and, sure. uh, and it's one of those deals. If I can help out, you know, um, it's great. And then also like, it's, it's brought a lot of fun back to me back riding, you know? Nice. How did the yeah. job for Bar X come about? You've been on it for a little while now. I've been meaning to do this uh, for a while. Uh, your team manager, yeah. Bar X Suzuki, how did that come about for you? Well, so, um, you know, I was all set for the year, and I had uh, Brandon Hartrath was my pro guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was doing coaching, so I usually take on like one pro guy, maybe two, and then um, you know have my amateur team that I work with. And so um, Brandon got got hurt, you know, and you know I don't do any contracts or anything with my guys, and yeah. and, and Brandon was kind of my monthly monthly pay guys. My my amateurs, I just kind of charge cash on hand, you mm-hmm. know, when they when they come. Um, so I'm like, crap, you know, it kind of hurts that, uh, monthly income. Yeah. So, um, I was, uh, shoot, I, I've been playing pickleball here lately too. I was there <laughs> last year a bunch and I was out uh, playing pickleball and Scott Mumford called me. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, the timing was just actually, uh, really, good, you know, um, and I've always like, obviously I, I've coached Carson for years. And then, um, I, you know, I coached Drake when he was, uh, younger as well, a little bit, not much, but a little bit. So, you know, my thing is I, I, with me doing the coaching and all that, I just love to help. Like I love to help in an area that I can maybe help everybody be better or make things, you know, Mm -hmm. go in the right direction, whatever, whatever. That's, that's a big thing for me. So being able to come onto that position and, and maybe be a little part that helps Drake and Mumphy get, you know, back where they should be. Mm-hmm. Um, I was all for it, you know, and then I was really stoked on Robbie uh, Wageman too, because I thought, you know, watching him the year before I go, yep. man, this guy's yep. going to be the heartbeat of the team, you know, cause he's first kind of opportunity and all that. So anyhow, I, I struck a deal with, with Scott and Myron. Um, I just let him know, Hey, I'm coaching my amateurs Tuesdays and Thursdays and mm-hmm. I won't, you know, I won't waiver for that. So that has to just be a part of the deal. Yep. Um, and they agreed. And so, uh, yeah, it started in December and it was, uh, it was a lot. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I bet. Right. There was a lot of, I mean, cause it kind of like Larry left and it was sudden and there, from what I understand, there was a lot of things that need to be picked up and, and there was, and, yeah. and, and luckily, uh, Tyler, uh, Mickelson who, AKA Otter, you know, he was there and, and doing his best to, to, uh, you know, hold it all together, yep. but it, you know, you know, with any of that, it's, it's, it's not all, you know, there, there's multiple pieces yeah. that need to be into the puzzle. And then, um, I, they had hired Robbie Fader a little bit before me in the engine department. And so, um, you know, once I stepped in there, they had the pieces in line, but everything was just not, you mm-hmm. know, not in order, you know, and, uh, just a little bit chaotic of getting everything and, and for you, I guess you're a first-time manager, but you were around the JGR guys forever. You've been around the sport forever. So 
Yeah. Like it probably was was it pretty natural for you to all of a sudden be a the, the the team manager and making the phone calls and making decisions and doing all that? Was it pretty natural? It was. It took a little bit to kind of, you know, get your, you know, bearings of everything. But, you know, a little bit about me. I owned my own race team for a couple of years in Arena Cross in uh 2005 oh, I, I don't think six. i knew that or i forgot that okay yeah yeah i had the stupid idea to um, <laughs> after i retired to uh own a race team yeah yeah <laughs> um but luckily i had greg link at the time who was my manager yeah so i was in the owner role you know yep. um kind of helping the pieces and greg was the big nuts and bolts behind it so yeah, when I took over all my years of experience of that, mm-hmm. what I had learned at, 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 at JGR being an assistant manager to J-Bone, um, yeah, it was not a hard kind of slide in. Mm-hmm. It just was like one of those deals I've talked to J-Bone. It's like, uh, okay, you know, because I, I helped J-Bone, but I didn't have to handle the hard stuff. You know? Yeah, yep. <laughs> you know, so. Uh, you were never the bad guy. <laughs> I was never the bad guy. Yes, yeah, yeah. Um, but, you know, I did take a couple things from J-Bone, like, you mm-hmm. know, with the mechanics, hey, it's your guys' job to say yes, and with the riders are your guys, and it's my job to tell no if it is a no, you know. Yeah. So um, that was one thing I, I vividly remember uh, Jeremy telling the mechanics. And, um, you know, so, yeah, all that slid in. And then once I got comfortable with it and, you know, making those decisions, you know, it takes a little bit because you're going, this decision's all mine, so mm-hmm. it has to be right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> absolutely, know? right? Um, um so yeah, um, Suzuki's get a bit of a bad rap, and you know the no electric start. We do make fun of him, myself included. And Derek couldn't start his bike at Red Button. I had him on my fantasy team, and I was very angry. And uh-huh. and the Hep guys, you know, they've had issues starting it, as we saw with Kenny. Uh, but mm. outside of that, outside of that, I they're they're good bikes. The two fifty F is a good bike. Um, I think the four fifty works well. Like. It does, you know, and again, I contribute to it because I have the jokes at Suzuki's expense. Does that get a little frustrating? Because, again, you, you wrote you wrote it. You, they are good bikes. They're great bikes. Yeah. I've even rode Derek's 450 down mm-hmm. a little bit on that, too. And they 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 rip, you know what I mean? And our 250, let's start with the 250. Our 250 is, you know, Robbie and Twisted. They got that thing running. Like, mm-hmm. if I was to give it one critique, we need a little bit more in the top of the mid-range. Um, but at, you know, bottom end to just to that mid power, middle of the mid freaking unreal. Yep. Um, for the first time ever, uh, Derek Drake told us at San Diego, the two fifty was too fast. I've never heard that before. <laughs> yeah, really? Right. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but it, it's good dirt condition and you know, those Zooks have a lot of bottom end and mid, like initial mid, like I said. So, um, you know, and then the four fifty, you know, um, even in the JGR days, that, that bike was good as well. And, um, I think they still, and, and Kenny's proven it, you know, he, you know, uh, won a supercross, you know, damn near had, uh, mouse it looked like mm-hmm. and jet was coming, but you know, um, you know, so it's like all these guys with electric starts. Now they don't remember some of those old kickstart days. I do. I would have pushed that, rolled that bike down the hill and bump started and went back. I know down. there was a, there was a few things that you know a bl- they don't stop to put it in neutral either. They just start kicking yeah. it, you know. Like, yeah, stop it, guys. Yeah, yeah, they're panicked and they don't take their time to to think and nope. how to start it at times. And and there is an execution to starting a four stroke, unfortunately. Yeah, yeah. And when they're and when they're hot, it's even harder, harder, right? Yeah. So yep. 
Uh-oh. I mean, I think that, you know, we all know they need electric start. That's without a doubt. Suzuki knows it. So, th- you know, that's all like that needs to happen. But yeah, the performance of the bikes, I think, uh, you know, people need to, and again, I might, you know, we got to realize these things are really good. So they're really good. And, and I believe when I look at the prices of everything, Suzuki's got your best bang for your buck for yeah. your like, you know, middle person mm-hmm. rider that just, you know, wants to go out and have fun with it. And, not put a whole lot into it that's it's a very affordable bike and it's it's equally as as good you know so um yeah kickstarter thing it's it's funny i just laugh at it you know because it's like it is what it is you know um all these things that people are putting up should we make fun of it or just embrace it (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah, no exactly um Derek Drake, speaking of him uh, on a 450, mm-hmm. what was the decision to put him on that bike? Uh, and, you know, obviously with Hep uh, being the 450 team, they got yeah. the 50s team. I don't know if there's politics involved in that, if that was an easy thing to do. And, and, and you know, he's hit a little bit of a speed bump here with Southwick and Redbud. But generally, yeah. Derek's riding really well. Yeah. So, uh, Mathis, we threw this together in a week and a half before Paul. <laughs> okay. So it, was, uh, it was one of those deals. Like, so um, – uh, on the 250 side, unfortunately, Derek had, be, you know, we were having some mechanicals with him. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, most of it was out practicing uh, on the 250. And so uh, Robbie and I, after w- one thing last to happen, we're like, we're not letting him on the 250 till we get this and this, what we wanted on the, on the 250 to try to make sure yep. uh, we were covering it. Right. So Derek had a 450. So it's like, Hey, just ride that until we get it ready, right? Mm-hmm. So, you know, he goes out on the 450, and he's just he's ripping. <laughs> <laughs> you know, he's going really, really fast. So, um, Derek was wanting to ride the the 450. You know, um, and let's face it, you looked at the class at that time. There was opportunity, right? Yep. So, um, obviously, obviously, talked to Chris Wheeler, everybody involved, and and so you know, Myron green lighted it and so robbie and i went to work and um we put that thing together uh real quick and Derek came out of the hole i mean his speed even even through Redbud in practice and all that time qualifying his speed mm-hmm. has been just amazing you know um but i don't know what it is with it seems like it's just with Derek for whatever reason i don't know how this happens but you know, we've been having little things pop up mm-hmm. that's been, you know, maybe holding him back from uh, getting that finish that he that he likes. You know, um, I also think that too. You know, that four fifty is a little bit bigger, stronger, you know, mm-hmm. heavier, and all that. So, you know, a couple things need to gel together. You know, and then um, unfortunately, he hurt his back the second moto at uh, at Redbud. So took the Southway, obviously Southwick's not very easy no, on your back. So, no. um, took that one off. Uh, he went out and rode yesterday. Everything looks good. So he'll be back in your fantasy hype here. Okay. This good, to know. And, good to know. And is, his, good. his speed actually looked better. Good. Uh, is he, is he <laughs> all past his, his heart issues and you know, the tiredness fatigue stuff that was going on with that? Is he all past that? Or is it still something he has to monitor? He's, he's all past that. Yep. You know what I mean? And I, and I believe, uh, you know, Bradley Task done a good job of, mm-hmm. of getting him through that to this point right here. Mm-hmm. Um, do I think that set him back a little bit in his overall, like, you know, base yeah. fitness of keep going? Yeah. So he's still got, I mean, if anything, he's just going to get better, you know, 
um, the more kind of motos he puts in, more training he puts in, all that. So, mm-hmm. you know, Derek could be that that 450 guy that's a, you know, late little yep. bit of a late bloomer, you know, um, maybe like a Weston or something, you know. Sure. You are, yeah, <laughs> you are uh, a real friendly guy, always very nice, uh, a mm-hmm. really, really nice guy. How... For being, you know, you got to be the bad guy, like we talked about earlier. Like, how are you with that, bud, man? I don't. I, you laugh a lot. You always got to smile. Like, is that been yeah. tough to to be the? Sometimes you got to be the dick. Like, how is that for you? Because yeah. like, you're not. You're never that way. No, no. I'm not. And but I can be. You know. What okay. I mean? I can, okay. What, what I can be is just honest. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And so honesty can almost look like you're being a dick sometimes, but you're just really being honest. You know what I mean? Sure. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, I've had this conversation with with my riders, you know, and some things I've said, I go, look, at. I'm not going to sugarcoat it because if I do, I'm not doing you guys any good. Yeah. You know, and if I if I, you know, come at you straight, you may not like to hear it, but it's what I think. You know what I mean? And so um, they have to be able to, you know, accept it and then know I still support them 100 percent. But I want them to know this X, Y and Z. And with with the mechanics part of it, like I think they've all learned me. Like I'll go to this point, and then it's like, then it's then it's coming, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. And um, I think you know because of me being nice, sometimes they can push it too far. But then when I do kind of have to, you know, get everybody back in line, yeah, they take me serious. You know what I mean? Because I don't ever go there that much. You know. <laughs> so they're like, oh shit, he's really yeah. he really means yeah. business here. Yeah. He really means business. Oh, yeah. It's not like oh. But he's just flying off the handle again, you know. <laughs> no, exactly, you know? right? Yeah. Oh, so, yep. and, and I, you know, believe me, and they're going to hear this on this podcast. I'm the type of person when I do come on someone, and you know, no matter I was right or wrong, I still feel bad. Mm-hmm. You know, what I mean? yeah, for sure, you right? Know? But that's just my personality. Um, I'm a very loving, you know, yeah. uh, caring person, and and my great value that I enjoy is making people put put a smile on somebody's face for the day, and. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and, and enjoying conversation and all that. So, um, but on the managing side, you gotta, you gotta roll with an iron, you know, thumb every once in a while. Yeah, no, absolutely. Uh, buddy Antonis on the fly racing racer X podcast here. Um, so, uh, you're a great coach. You're a great mm-hmm. teacher, whether it's Mumford mm-hmm. or, or any of these kids you've worked with or pro riders over the years, you really have a knack of, of helping riders out. Uh, you've made your living at that for the most part over the years. And you've been around, mm-hmm. you know, the elite guys, do mm-hmm. you like if you could just wave a magic wand? Would mm-hmm. you do that? Uh, you know, would you have like a, a pro guy like you talked about with Brandon, and then mm-hmm. and then amateurs? Would you do the managing full time and like maybe there's an opening at a factory team down the road or something? Like, what would you want to do if you could just you know wave a magic wand and, and have your ideal situation? What do you? Yes, doing? yeah, I really enjoy the coaching side of it with mm-hmm. the. Um, with the amateurs, like I said, that's that learning growing and me being able to help. Yep. But I've been having so much fun and really enjoying it so much here lately. I love my crew, um, you know, and so, um, and then me just kind of, even if I, you know, didn't test, if I just like get in my leg over the bike here, I, it kind of sparks it. And you know that when you haven't ridden for a while, then you're like, ah, oh, yeah, this feels good. I need to do more of this. Right. Yeah. Good for the soul. Yep. Um, so if I could wave my magic wand, you know, um, 
I would have it both just the way I have it now. <laughs> okay. All right. <laughs> uh, no, I, I mean, uh, Myron and I had talked and, and Scott, like, I believe if this, you know, came to where it's everything's come into the position that it needed to or a factory called 100%, I would, I would, uh, be stoked and look at it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But, yep. you know, um, I know that's, you know, a bit out there, but the magic wand could make that happen. Yeah. Yeah. And, you never and, know. And, it, yeah. and for me, it's like, it would really like if that team that, you know, I can go in there and help and make, make a difference. You know what I mean? Um, you know, like, you know, with Nathan Ramsey going up and coaching the rock star, uh, Husky team, you, you can see, you know, with them and how he's with RJ and Jalik and mm-hmm. you, know, you can just see Nathan's hands over it. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and that's what I would love. Like, you know, like knowing I'm over at Bar X and if I went somewhere, Hey, that, yeah, that's how that's Bud man. And you know, that's, you know what I mean? They know it's my style and way I do things, you know? Yeah, no, absolutely. It's, it's an, it's an opportunity um, that's there. If you keep going, I don't know how you feel about the travel and the grind of that. Like I'm, I'm, oh, gosh, yes. I'm over it. Yeah. Like, you yes, know, but. <laughs> no, you just reminded me. So every time this comes up, the first thing that comes into my mind is the travel. Yeah. So just so you know, yeah, cause we've been exactly. doing it so long. Yeah. And I started traveling at, in, on this series, excuse me, in 1989. Yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and I don't think you're far behind me. Yeah. Yeah, 96. Um, I started in 96. So, yeah. Um, yeah, it's not really far. So, that part does come up. And, mm-hmm. and so, I've been talking to Nathan a little bit about that. And, um, you know, sometimes, you know how it is. Like, so you've been going a little bit and then missing a few, right? Or have you been grinding there? No, yeah. I missed Southwick and I missed High Point. Yeah. So, I. Yeah. yeah. So, then then you dread going back, right? A little bit. Like, yep. not dread. Yeah, right. Yep. So, it's like when you're just going and going, you almost just get numb. <laughs> yeah it's a good point you know, you're right you know what always and, and, and around december i'm always like oh i'm dreading anaheim because it's a a lot more work and the travel starts but then like you said once you get into it yeah it's yeah fun. you're numb and if at the airports they could get you know the airport where like yeah they got tsa and they got all that but if they can get it where they had everybody who's flown 10 years and up <laughs> goes this way everybody yeah. who's never flown before this way you know what i mean yeah for sure because because yep. people and people in lines give me anxiety oh yeah no my wife and i almost uh we almost fly separately now because i watch these people in the x-rays and she can tell i'm i'm like what are you you're, doing oh you're stewing yeah you're stewing stewing yeah um yeah. What for your coaching? Um, you know, mm-hmm. obviously, you work with a lot of amateurs. You work with a lot of skill levels across. What What is mm-hmm. sort of like what's What's day one install for you with a rider? Like, what do you What do you What's day one like beliefs <laughs> and thoughts of riding a motorcycle? Is there something where you're just like, yeah. look, here's here's how you go faster. Here's what Here's what we got to work on right away, and you you know we'll add yeah. on as we go. But is there something that comes to mind? Yeah. So. Um... For me, like for with my business, I, I don't solicit the coaching end of it. It's all by word of mouth. Mm-hmm. So usually it's it's from a, a you know somebody I have training in my group and all that. So then yep. one, I know they I know they want to come there because you know they've heard about me or want to be there for me. So generally, um, what I do, like my belief is, if you can learn one or two things in the day, that's a, a successful day because you're not going to learn fifteen. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And some kids learn better than other. But first thing I do is make sure they know what ball of feet is. <laughs> okay, you know, yeah, yeah. Know what yeah. your ball of feet is. Yep. You'd, be, you'd be surprised. Yeah. You'd be surprised. I've had some high-level guys. 
you know, uh, some years back, do it, do it wrong. But, and then what I do uh, for whatever reason, I have a really good knack at watching somebody and just immediately seeing what they're doing wrong. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So that comes in my head. So I generally like kind of go there first and try to try to start working on fixing that. Um, but one thing that I do in my program is most of the guys that come to me, they're, they're wanting to race the amateur nationals Mm -hmm. locally or nationally. So I have to figure out a way to coach and keep speed. You know what I mean? Um, because it's not like you're like taking somebody that maybe has a little bit of, you know, elbows down or, you know, this or that, you know, and going, um, trying to just fully rebuild them. You know what I mean? Because that would take months yeah. and months. Yeah, you, you, wouldn't, you wouldn't be able to right. do any racing, yep. you know? So I have to slowly, I always, I always say I chip at everything. I chip, I chip, I chip. And then, and then with my groups, the ones that stay on, usually in December, November, December, I do from November till January, we're just doing uh, uh, technique stuff. We're not really even like worried. We do always do laps, mm-hmm. you know, but... You know, we're not, not doing that. So, um, I think that my special skill is if anybody comes out to me, you know, one, I always go to the ball feet. That's my go-to two is within three laps. I can pick out what, you know, within one lap, I can pick out what's wrong. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh And so then that allows me to fix that. And the crazy thing is when you're coaching, as soon as you get, you know, a kid pro all across the level to kind of fix that one thing they're kind of hung up on and just make them better. Mm-hmm. Their confidence clicks on. And then so many other things start to line up, you know, mm-hmm. uh, because with the pros, they know how to ride. You know what I mean? Yeah. So you're looking at what little detail have you picked up as a bad habit, you know, and then how are we going to, we need to fix that bad habit. And then that un- unlocks all the rest of the stuff, you know, um, Interesting. So, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah is there is there a couple of students that you're really proud of that you've really worked with? A couple of riders that you're, you know, really caught on to stuff and you feel like a big part of their success? Uh, here lately or? Yeah, just whatever. Yeah. Yeah. So um, all my kids are great, um, but I've had a few that have just um, really taken off. Uh, Joe. Aloff, which everybody knows, Joe. He used to race back in yeah back in the day, and a great he, racer himself. He is chasing the dream with with Liam, huh? Yeah. So he he um uh, he had a, a coach, BJ Burns, um that moved back to Texas, and uh, I was just kind of coming back from North Carolina, and uh, BJ was was nice enough to recommend me to his his uh, students, mm-hmm. and so Joe called me. And I'm like, yeah, you know, we'd love to. Yeah. So get Liam, like, start just kind of, you know, mm-hmm. BJ got him to a good spot, you know. Then I was able to kind of move this and that around and really, like, that click came on, right? Yeah. I'm just doing a few things. Um, and then also with me, my uh, my riders, I always group them, challenge them against each other, like, like scrimmaging. Mm-hmm. So, yep. I had another fast uh, super mini mini bike kid when Liam came in, uh, Nathan Abbott. So those two would push together, you know. And so literally from inside of like two months, go with Liam to uh, uh, one of the first nationals he's going to do. I think it was when they had in October the uh, uh, Cal Classic. Mm-hmm. And Liam just 
crushed it, you know? Mm-hmm. And then that led on to this, led on to that. And then um, going into last year, you know, um, those guys should have had some more on him uh, from where he's been, but he bridged the gap and he won Loretta's, you know? Yeah. And he's onto that and he's moving up. He's, he, he, so just so you know, this is my, we can time, we can timetable this, you know, let's say seven years down the road. Yeah. <laughs> he reminds me the most of Eli. Okay. You know, yeah. W- with how he rides. Yeah. And then how Who you worked Joe, with as an amateur for a bit, Eli. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So he reminds me of those Eli all the way to how Joe handles Liam and Kirsten, you know, just the whole dynamic. Okay. You know? Um, so anyhow, I look for big things for him. Uh, he was hauling butt the first motor at the combine. Um, but you know, got yep. in a little scuffle with another rider, but he was moving. He had a really good lap time middle of the race. Yep. So look for big things come. And then, um, I have this kid Cole Timbo. Okay. Um, and he came to me, you know, uh, a little bit underneath Liam when he came to me, but you know, working a year, you know, year or whatever it mm-hmm. is, maybe eight months. He sent him back to Tennessee last year, and I figured him to be fifth to tenth. You know, mm-hmm. uh, maybe could sneak in there. He ends up winning the last moto of the of the week. Oh, okay, nice. <laughs> you know, yeah. and so just that that impression and those guys, you know, have more speed than him. But he just, you know, he's one of those hard workers, good learners, all that. Um, and then I I got big hope for um, uh, Brody Moss, Receba, um, you know lot of these okay. these kids you know but you, you know the thing of it is like steve you don't like you're building this but you don't until they get on big bikes yeah it's all just you know like i tell my parents like you got to be in it because you love to do it you want them to learn and you want to give them the best opportunity you know but once you get on big bikes and for that first year or two you know what you got then yeah you know? yeah yeah um, yeah no i see that um, because that's when the training needs to kick in the other stuff off the bike right can you is it harder to work with uh, Schwartz and Drakes and and pro and, and heart rafts when they're set in their ways and what they've been doing has gotten them to you know making money as a professional? Uh, is it harder to work with those guys uh, than kids, or is it the other way around? Like I could see both ways. You know, I could see the kids being harder, and I could see the pros being harder. <clears throat> well, the thing the thing with the the difference is the kids are eager to learn, right? Okay. And then, so your pro guys, like I said, they almost need to because they they don't like to hear they're doing something wrong, you know. <laughs> yeah, you know. So it's like you're really that's what you're doing with the pros. You're breaking down what that bad habit is and trying to recreate it, and then ultimately, you know, make the speed. Mm-hmm. Or sometimes maybe they're missing a technique, you know. Um, so it really comes down to not what I can coach them. It comes down to I call ego. Where's your ego at? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Is your ego so big that you can't learn? You know, or is your ego where you want to be where, hey, I'm coming in this. This guy can get me one or two seconds. All I have to do is listen. Right. You right. know, right. And and with Brandon, let's say Brandon and Weston, you know, yeah. No, like automatically, see, there, those guys, you know, did really well and yep. Weston in particular. And like, you know, when I started with, you know, obviously I coach Eli as an amateur, but when I went in to help Eli on the pros, I wasn't originally, you know, structured that way. He needed help in the whoops as a rookie, mm-hmm. you know, came out one Friday before they went to San Diego, 
you know, he was needing help. So, you know, very attentive, you know what I mean? And so do this, do this, do this, boom, boom. And then he goes out and gets third at San Diego, you know? Yep. So, you know, I guess we, what every pro rider has to ask himself is, am I done learning? Can I learn more? And I mean, I would think, like, I, I nobody, even, you know, James Stewart or Eli Tomac, everyone could use a refresher or a help in technique, you know, in my eyes. Absolutely. absolutely. And, yeah. and like, with the, with the pros, it's always the basic techniques that they're missing. Mm-hmm. Because they, you know, because they're they, worried about speed, they kind of sacrifice. Absolutely, yeah, yeah, absolutely. And that basic technique can bring back to just efficiency or making speed as well. Mm-hmm. You know, I know when I worked for Red Dog for those years, he would call Tishner every once in a while, you yep. know, and just be like, yep. "Hey, just come on out for a couple of days, Ronnie Tishner in Florida, and, and just just look at me wide," you know, and then they yep. would reset a little bit. So I, I, yeah, I do think there's something to that. Absolutely, absolutely. You look at you look at tennis. You look at golf, you look at all these other sports, they have a coach, Mm -hmm. you know, at their hip, ready to go. Um, Speaking of Eli and balls of your feet, Mm -hmm. is there anything to the balls of his feet and his Achilles injury in your eyes? I mean, I don't think so, but I mean. No. No. Because it had to be one of those perfect storms where the G out was Mm -hmm. just right. Um you know, if anything, maybe he pushed to the pegs earlier and just caught the G out just right. Mm-hmm. Um, but no. Yep. Um, no way. So I always, I've told your, I've, for people who want to go back and listen, mm-hmm. Budman and I have done a couple of long form podcasts where we go through your career, you know, from, yep. from and all yep. that. So people can go back and listen. So I, I don't want to get into it too much here on the on today's yep. podcast. But Yep. I do use your example. When I talk about amateur racing to people, I use your example, the things that you told me um, mm-hmm. and compared to now, and you certainly have your finger on amateur racing now. Like, I want to set mm-hmm. this, this. It's incredible because coming out of amateurs, I mean, you're, you're not Carmichael and Stewart, but you're, you're right there. You know, like mm-hmm. you're that hyped. You've won that much. You've been mm-hmm. groomed by Suzuki. Yep. And, and you're going to be the next big thing. Yep. And then you told me the story of like, just Suzuki's like, yeah, man, just get a rental car or just figure out where the track is or yep. just, you know, you're 17 or whatever. Yep. And like, you're thrown to the wolves. And, 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 thrown to the wolves. Yeah, yeah. And like, this is their number one prize prospect. Your parents are working. They're, they're not around as much as they can be because they mm-hmm. have jobs. And mm-hmm. so, Bud, man, like in 2023... Mm-hmm. Like you must just look at these these systems that are in place for these amateurs, yep. and, and wonder where the hell that was in '89. <laughs> yeah, oh, absolutely, one hundred percent. You know, it, it's crazy. But at seventeen, I still need a parental guidance. Yeah, you know. Yeah, and you know, and they should have been like again. You were, and like, you had a nice career. There's nothing, you know, yeah. second in the no, series and, and all that. It could have taken a different path. It could have, for sure. Yes, yeah, one hundred percent. Because there was no facilities. There's no coach. There's no man friend helping you out. Mm-hmm. It's Tetherton mm-hmm. and Pat Alexander, whoever saying, "See you, mm-hmm. sa- see you Sunday." And yeah, it was actually, it was actually. Um, oh God, who was the team manager that first Heben? year? Heben? Uh, Heben. Heben, yeah, yeah, yeah. Heben, yeah. And I'm yeah. not, I'm not, I'm not saying this to bag on wrong because well, this is the way any, it was. They didn't know any better. Yeah, either. yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm they just didn't know any better either. So I'm not saying it that way, but like, incredible how far it's come now with amateurs and yeah. and all of that, right? Yeah, I think it's incredible, but then I think also when I look at it, 
then the parents don't know when to when to not come to the race. <laughs> true, true. Yeah, you know what I mean, yeah. they go to they go too long. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, um, that, that's my opinion. You know what I mean? Like, you're needed there, you know, to get your guidance for two, yeah. three years, whatever. Yeah, and then it's like, yeah, if the parent, you know, mm-hmm. wants to come to the race, then you want to spend that money, fine. But you know, you're a professional at that time, so you should be able to take care of yourself. Yeah, yeah. I, I did a podcast with Scott Mumford, and he he has some regrets about how much he got into it early on, right? With with Carson and the teams and everything else, right? So, oh yeah, um, oh yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? So like, yeah, like, and then there's you know Jeff Seeley, Cole's dad, just showing up, happy, put a team shirt on, sitting in hospitality, never saying a word, right? Um, so yep. there's all those sorts of different parents, but but my God, has the amateur scene changed since you again, you know, one of the mm-hmm. most hyped amateurs, uh, mm-hmm. came out, came out and started racing yeah. pro. It's, it's incredible. The support, the backbone, the combines, the, the support, uh, all of that. The combines and combines in the futures are just, yep. you know, they, people don't realize how rad they are, you know, because I use this statement, um, watching Ryder D last year at, uh, Anaheim one, right. And, had his struggles, but he, you know, he got done, got it done. And then watching him and Hymas at, uh, Salt Lake, mm-hmm. I'm like, that worked. Yeah. What, what a difference. Right. Yep. And then I coached the combines, the second one they ever had. And then I took a little break and I coached this last one and everybody across, like when I first did it, there was three guys that can do the motos and it was just, it was, it was boring. Yeah. Yeah. You know? yeah. And now there were actual like battles and everybody was, was going so you can just see that level of the the amateur getting better because that was our big thing our, our bridge from amateur to pro was so huge mm-hmm. so long that there's that's why a few make it you know because there's all this other stuff that you have to do to be able to be there and this whole other mindset that you got to put yourself through yeah. You know, with, yeah, with with being able to suffer, it, you know, it's almost amazing you did as well as you did as as, as a seventeen year old running yeah. a, running amok with you know money and showing up at the races and trying oh. to figure out if you're doing the right thing or not, right? Oh yeah, and yeah. back then AMA paid you in cash. You can go up to the pay window back then. <laughs> <laughs> Sweet, you're like, look at this. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah it's, it's such a good time. It is such a different time, you know. Um, it from, is. From when it you is. Came out. Which is and it's better in some ways. It's worse, but in some ways, it's better. You know, yeah, it's always, yeah. it always has its it always has its pros right. and, and cons for sure. But I think just in a whole, like um, what what's happened in the last few years with the uh, futures and the combines is definitely a step in the yeah. the right direction. Uh, looking back a little bit at your career, probably the biggest mi- mistake you made, and I and I talked to Peyton about this one time mm-hmm. when you rode for him in '92. Um, mm-hmm. You shouldn't have pointed out. He, he said, pointed out. He said nope. he, he gave you a chance to not point he out. He did. Yeah. He did. And, you know, I, I guess you, you can probably go back through a lot of Mitch's riders, and when Mitch says stuff like that, he's 99.9% of the time right. Yeah. Yeah. Really right. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Yeah. And, you know, once again, that fell in the same category. Like, it was my, what, uh, third year pro. Mm-hmm. My parents weren't with me. Like, yeah, you had a phone, but, you know what I mean? Like, when your parents there, he offered that to me. We could have all sat three and really like, you know, thought about it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, so gosh, you know, and it, and it's like you said, my, my career's great. I accomplished more than, than most and can rest my, I can rest my hat on that. I know I, 
always gave it a hundred percent, no matter what series I was in, Mm -hmm. no matter where I was at, I always did that. And, um, and then also like, you know, I have some things that that hang on my mantle and, and when you, when I get introduced as, you know, a champion, you know, great. Yeah. You know, that's really, Mm -hmm. really something, you know, and, and, um, but like we talked earlier, I could have had a different path, you know? Yeah. Um, and that's one thing. So all this stuff that happened to me, Steve, it's, this is all information that I passed down to a Liam, to yeah. a Cole, right. um, uh, still can, like with Brandon Weston a lot. He was pretty green when I, uh, first started working with him, you know, mm-hmm. um, a lot of these other things. So, you know, and then, you know, you learn too. like, I tell all my kids all as well, never take a ride for money. You know, you yeah. go to a ride for money. And, you know, know, I always say you always want to be priced good so you can always earn your paycheck, you know. And if you get overpriced and you don't earn your paycheck, you're going to be out pretty quick. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, there there is that. (laughs) You're absolutely right. Yeah. Um, Yeah. You know, yeah, again, you found your way in arena cross, made a lot of money, won titles, all of that. But, yeah, if you, you you know, you were – Jeremy, you were second to Jeremy almost every race in that ninety two. Every race, series. yeah, and uh, and every probably race. would have been a champion had you stayed down, you know. And it wasn't like you were physically huge or anything like that. You were perfect, like it was, yeah, yeah. You know, it was the timing for me. It was yep. the absolute correct timing for me. Yeah, and I should have done it because even that year in Europe, like I crushed it over in, in you know the off season races. Yeah, you know. Yeah, and so once you go that privateer you know, life, it just, the whole thing changes. You're yeah, not, you know, for sure. Uh, mindset wise, you know, you got so many, like, you know, got so many other things to worry about, you know? Yep. And, and so you're, you know, I crawl my way back out, but you know, <laughs> um, uh, you know, some people it's just, it's tough. Yeah. How, how much of a blow was it to you? And I heard kind of from other people, our mutual friends a little bit that you were really crushed uh, when JGR folded up, you'd, you'd, you'd sold everything. You moved out there, you know, obviously your buddy J bone, and Coy uh, had big things planned, and uh, man, yep. I miss Coy. He's such a good dude. Yes. Um, oh my gosh! Yeah. But uh, you know, th- it wasn't long after you were there that they they couldn't get sponsorship and folded it up. I heard that was pretty, yeah, pretty devastating for you. It, it was pretty devastating for me because in the in the fact that, um, like, if I'm just gonna be you know honest and all that, like, at one point I was just gonna go back there and work and communicate back and f- communicate back and forth commute california commute commute sorry That's commute. <laughs> um communicate commute Either one. um because my son still had two more years of high school yep um so my wife or my son found a high school he wanted to go to because he was really wanting to pursue uh performing arts mm-hmm. so he found a performing arts high school in uh charlotte so you know once that happened he was I think we even flew back for him to try out before we moved. I don't know. Somebody had to try out for it and all that. So, you know, so we did move the whole thing, you know, and, yeah, and yeah. I guess Big auto deal. trader, yeah. auto trader, J bone new auto trader was going away the day I was driving back there. Okay. Yeah. And so he didn't want to say anything to me until I got back there. <laughs> and I'm like, one of those deals, same thing. Like, had you told me I may have, you know, thought about, leaving the family here, you yeah, know? Yeah. 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 Um, because any, any big venture move, like it seems all roses, but once you get there, like, you know, for me, I was going right to a job. Uh, my wife 
you know, had a little social club here and mm-hmm. all the things. And so it was totally different. And my son's going to school. So it was, it was definitely a shock. And then, um, when, you know, they were, uh, getting, you know, looking like they were closing the doors, like, you know, the other side of it is, you know, J bone didn't know, and I'm not blaming him, but you know, you know, it took it took him a long time to tell me that there was nothing for me. He was probably dreading it. I'm sure. I, yeah, yeah, I get it. No, yeah. I get it. I get it. And, and that's why I mean, no, nothing on him. But mm-hmm. you know, when you look back on it, you're like, man, I wish you'd just, you know, yep, tore the bandaid off and, <laughs> and told me, you know. But here nor there, everything works out in in my thing. Like, yeah, you're bummed, you're discouraged, mm-hmm. and you know. The other side of it was we had a great crew and a great thing at JJR. Yeah. Yeah. You it know? was awesome. So, yep. Yeah. So had money came in, who knows where that thing could have, you know, gone. It would have, should have, could have, right? But anyhow, my son had an awesome, you know, last two years of high school back there in 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 pursuing the performing arts. And then he got into the college he wanted to here in California. So that's the silver lining. Did you keep your house or anything or you sold it? Like, did you? No, um, we were just renting here and okay. then we rented there. Okay. Yeah. So you're all right that way. Yeah. Yeah, real estate wise. Yeah. Um, so did it strain your friendship with J bone or are you guys all good no. or, okay. All right. <laughs> it goes back uh, to he, you being like super cool. That's all. <laughs> yeah. And J bone, J bone's the same way. Like you could like the funny thing is, or not funny, but the thing that everybody doesn't realize. And I do like J bone's heart was in that. Right. Yep. And it, it crushed him for all that to happen, Mm -hmm. you know, and me being his best friend, it was, I I get it. It was even harder, you know? Um, but totally crushed him. You could see the stress on him those last months. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, uh, and then for, you know, Coy being the, the person he is, you know, he didn't let me go when everybody else, he, he still, you know, kept me going on for a few months to, you know, get my bearings on something, you know? Yeah. Oh yeah. I heard he paid out a few guys that were just like, yeah. yeah. And he, or he got him yeah. jo- jo- other guys. He got jobs in the cup shop. Like he was all, yeah. he was awesome. He I set guess. up, he set up everybody, yep. you know? Uh, but my particular job was a different kind of mm-hmm. deal, but he kept paying me in. And I found a, I found a deal with your Reeve, um, in around January. So, you know, I didn't keep, I told Coy, Hey, I got something all good. And he was, gave me a hug and he's pumped, you know? Yeah. Um, and you know, had I not, I think he would have kept helping me, (laughs) kept helping me, you know, hell of a guy, right? Hell of a guy, hell of a guy. And that was just, man, the whole Gibbs family, like from the all time high to, um, to what went down, just total bummer. And what I thought about this, when I think about Koi, he always brought a light and helped everybody he possibly could mm-hmm. you know and that kind of gift is truly you know truly god sent and amazing yeah wouldn't wouldn't it be great to have more people like that in the world 100 percent. Right? Like, like i mean you and i i mean i've been screwed over by race team owners yeah uh, yep. i've been promised things that never happened yeah i've been lied to in this industry you know as all this stuff that you have and yeah i don't think he ever did any of that you no. know yeah. No. He always did exactly what he was going to say. Um, yeah. Yeah. Great, I, uh, great life. Great I miss person. him for sure. Um, yep. 
So okay, so yeah, okay, that's good. I didn't know if you and J Bone went through a rough patch or not. I, I heard it. I heard it wasn't great, but I'm glad. I'm glad you didn't because yeah, you know, it, it, it's unfortunate for everybody. So yeah, um, no, no rough patch right. at all. Other than me, me just being really bummed, you know. Um, uh, but now yeah, no rough patch. Like a friendship like J Bone and I have for as long like yeah. it, 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 it's unconditional it's unconditional so the shit you, you guys know. have seen and done <laughs> yeah seen and done and you know we 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 argue like brothers too you know so yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah so. have you been called in yet to the truck when he's been there or no nothing's happened that way yet Oh, uh, no, but I was, I was on a short list, I think at one time <laughs> Okay. when, right. when Moss came, when Moss came over, I'm going, Oh no. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh no. What's going on? Um, uh, yeah. And it was great to see Baker, uh, Dean Baker came to Mount yeah. Morris Yeah. and, and, and it's kind of cool to see J bone over there, you know, yeah. mixing some things up, you know? Yeah. No, I think um, they're trying, they're trying, man. Yeah. Uh, which is good. Right. Like. You've been around long enough to see so many incompetent AMA officials and incompetent decisions by AMA and head shaking things. And uh, you got to give it to those guys, Thule, J Bone, Pelletier. You know they're trying. They're they're, they're trying to do, enforce some some rules. And you know, mm-hmm. yeah, they're they're, they're trying, mm-hmm. man. So yeah, they they need to make some amendments. Um, I don't know if you realize, but um, you know this whole red flag thing, like in uh, New York. Um, uh, Schwartz, they had a red flag in the LCQ. Yeah, Schwartz and somebody else had got taken out, which moved Drake where he needed to be, and then they red flagged and they went back a lap. Yeah, they go back to the lap. Yeah, yeah. So those guys had already crashed out and were already lapped in the heat race, but they got their old spots <laughs> back. That's right. I like, remember that. Yes. I'm like Javon. You know, we have timing loops now. Like, yeah, yeah. We can literally, go the, yeah, go through the last timing loop. It's a good point. I never thought of that, bud, man. You're right. I, I understand the lap before because with lap scores, that's how you do it. There's, there's a record. But now we have loops. We actually we have, we have, have segments. Yeah, we have yeah. segments. We have everything. So Yeah, the well, last loop. That would have been great to hear you guys argue that. I would have loved to have been there when you guys were arguing that. <laughs> You're like, what? J-Bone's like, whatever, man. In uh, in Sweden in, in 88, you, 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 you know, you, you poached my chick or something. Or like, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. You picked her up from my high school. Took right. her down to Magnolia, and I ain't seen you for two yeah, hours. Yeah, 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 yeah. You guys got all this water under the bridge. You're throwing each other under the bus. It yeah. would have been great. Thanks for listening to the Fly Racing Racer X podcast with the Budman, Buddy Antonez. Thank you, motorsport.com. Go through the banner on pulpamex.com to help us out if you can. That would be great. Great prices, great return policy, easy shipping. They'll get it to you really, really quick. OEM and aftermarket parts, whether it's uh, Renthal or Maxis or Cobolinks, whatever it is, they've got it for you and they've got great prices and they've got a dedicated team of gearheads there to help you out. They support the National Motocross Series as well, giving away a YZ250, motorsport.com. Check them out, please. Thank you to Cobolinks as well. What is it? It's a lowering suspension link on everything from Aprilia to Yamaha. And if you are shorter of stature, your wife or girlfriend rides, whatever, you want to feel a little bit more comfortable, then you can uh, get Cobolinks on your bike from Aprilia to Yamaha, lowering suspension link. The code is PULPAMEX to get free shipping and a discount from Cobolinks, K-O-U-B-A links.com. Thank you to those guys. And, of course, as always, thank you, Maxis Renthal. And, of course, Fly Racing, at Fly Racing USA on social. All right, back to the Budman. Yeah. Uh, uh, hey, man, uh, thanks for doing this. I appreciate it, Budman. Yeah. Uh, 
Uh, good talk. Good luck with everything. Um, if I don't know if you want any more, if you want it on our podcast, if somebody wants to train with you or get their kid to train with you to just find you, or do you want to give a shout out for anything? How to get a hold of you or no? I don't know. Uh, no, okay. I'm, I'm, Your book? I'm good. You know, <laughs> okay. I mean, if, if listen, if anybody wants to contact me, you know, just contact me through my social media, yep. uh, but man, Antonez for sure. But for me, like if you're going to contact, make sure you know one of my writers. <laughs> yeah. Got it. Got I like it. to keep a, a good group and yeah. I, you know, I always ask before I take someone on to the parents, how are they? Yeah, <laughs> you know? yeah, yeah, yeah. You never and, know. Yeah. And if you get it, uh, because, you know, when you have no drama inside your circle, everything goes smooth, you sure. know, and, and you get one thing going, parents don't like each other, you know, it can be, yeah. Uh, yeah, you know how it can be. So, yeah. um, but there's those things when I need that business, you're correct, because the, the coaching world goes, uh, you know, it's yeah, up and down. It's for a roller sure. Coaster. And it's a competitive too, man. A lot of, a lot of guys doing it and, and, and all of lot, that. So. It's really competitive. It's really competitive now, and that's kind of, that's pretty cool as well. So, um, I don't know. I think I think maybe everybody look out. Um, I might do a little poll on the on the old Instagram here mm-hmm. in maybe a month or so. I got got maybe uh, something okay. I got on my mind to try. All right, sounds good. We'll keep an eye on but that. Man, um, look out for the poll. Thanks for the time. Always good to chat with you. Super friendly dude. Always funny. Good mood. Uh, I'm glad uh, things are working out for you well, and I think my listeners mm-hmm. will uh, will love to you know for the catch up, man. So yeah, thanks. Yeah, uh, thanks for the time, bud, man. Yeah. Well, one last thing. Say sure. hi to Pookie, Pookie for me, and also I know you used to come over to the JGR, so I know you know the way to Yellow. Yeah. Um, yeah. Come on over. Well, uh, our guy Ron Schwartz and uh, truck driver Ron Schwartz and all that. We got we got set up for you. We okay. got food. All right, I'll come by. Yeah, I'll come, if not, I'm big on got the, a little air conditioning. What do we got for a coffee setup? We got a good coffee setup over there. And that's what I really uh, got. Coffee setups, coffee setups, Keurig. Okay, you know, yep. It's not as good as remember the old JGR. One oh, I know, I know. And was banger in it. Yeah, yeah that, that thing will get you excited. That thing was good. Um, but but coffee is always ready. Well, now that I know that Todd's there, I didn't know Todd was there. I'll come by and say hi to to, to, to Todd. So um, Todd's there. If you was, come by to if you come by to see Todd. Bring him a sweatband. <laughs> <laughs> I always joke with Todd because I worked for Nick Way in O two mm-hmm. the year after he worked for him. And uh-huh. I started with Nick and he didn't really know me. I didn't know him and I started with him and he kept uh-huh. telling me like, dude, Todd would do this and Todd did this and Todd and finally one day I'm like, Look, bro, I'm not Todd fucking Brown. Like I'm I'm not <laughs> I guess I'm not the world's greatest mechanic. I don't know what to tell you. Like, stop stop telling me what Todd used to do. And we got into yeah. so, to this day I'm always I always call Todd uh, WGM world's greatest mechanic. Because I always That's heard great. all I heard about was how great Todd was. Uh for for, awesome. for, for three months that. from That's Nick a, Way. Such a great story. Weirdo Nick Way and his, you know, his <laughs> eclectic ways. So yes, um, I do. I uh, do. Yeah, you know that as well. Uh yeah. thanks, Bud Man. I appreciate it. I'll see you it. this weekend. Thank you. See you this weekend. Thanks, Steve. See Bye. This has been the Fly Racing Steve Mathis Show, presented by Maxxis Tires, Renthal, Motorsport.com, and Kuba Links on RacerXOnline.com. Thanks for listening and supporting our partners.